This is an Area Code podcast. This is All Alone, a podcast about life during a pandemic. The following entries were recorded the week of May 17th. This is Anja Maria in Germany regarding approaches to the pandemic. My friends and family and I are mostly on the same page uh, when it comes to the pandemic. We agree that there is a pandemic and we also agree that the virus is out there and is a threat. What we disagree upon are approaches, best practices, that sort of thing. One example would be a conversation we had with friends about a tracing app. Germany is developing this tracing app that would allow the government to trace people's movements and therefore also trace how the virus spreads. And we were discussing whether or not we would use this app and some of the issues that came up were whether it was worth giving up our personal data for this endeavor, whether it would be effective and what sort of abuse could happen once we give up our personal data. But by and large, we are on the same page, we are trying to do all we can to help battle uh, this virus. But another matter is Nathaniel's mother. So the relationship was never very good, but the pandemic makes it even more problematic. Basically, she believes uh, that the virus is a hoax and that we are conveniently using it uh, to keep her from seeing her son. And in a way, You know, we are indeed worried how seriously she is taking social distancing and we are therefore reluctant to allow him to go visit her. But to complicate matters, she lives at the other end of Germany, uh, doesn't have a driver's license and because of the pandemic, the trains are not running. So on top of our fears about catching and spreading the virus, there's also all these logistical problems. Hello, my name is Kenji. I live in Chicago. In my social circles, I think I tend to be on the more cautious end, the more skeptical of gatherings and of the spectrum. And that is also true in my family system to some degree. I think there's just a bit of a generational gap in terms of how my parents and their age peers uh, versus myself and my um, colleagues in my age cohort really understand the risks, the sense of social solidarity that, that we're trying to cultivate. And I just really worry about this concern on the abstract you know, the economy, perhaps understood in a really large distanced way over uh, the lives of people who will be sick and will die. You know, while absolutely understanding how many folks' livelihoods, mental health, um, all of the pressures that are online right now, while totally getting that, I just can't help but thinking of the families and of the patients that I work with and that I see and how this disease is just burning through families. I had a dream a few nights ago 
that friends of mine wanted to do a thing, you know, a social, okay, I think they held a huge party and I did not want to go. And in my dream, it caused conflict between me and my friends. This happened in real life <laughs> to some degree and has happened with some relationships. So it's, I mean, those fault lines are there and, uh, it's hard because it's actually an expression of our care and our love for one another that we have some distance. Um, it's not a surrender or giving up on those relationships. But I get that that's hard to feel. Another country whose response and reaction I've been watching closely lately has been South Africa, South Africa. <laughs> because we had hoped to go on our honeymoon there in the fall. So more and more and more and more and more and more and more resigning to that not being able to happen and the disappointment around that. Um, you know, we don't do this kind of, these kind of trips a lot. And so we were really looking forward to that, to being able to do them. A lot of family of mine live in Hawaii and, um, while it is not anymore a separate country, I hope it is again someday, I, because it is so far from the continental U.S. And the path of the disease, I just imagine, will, will go so differently there. I find myself kind of wondering what it's like there and trying to keep up with friends and family on the islands and, and follow news. So one country we watch closely is the United States and we compare it uh, with the world and right now it doesn't compare quite that favorably. We don't think the United States is doing all that great right now and I'm not saying that bashfully or anything but I'm really worried. We have a lot of friends in the United States and it scares me when we hear how many people lose their jobs and not just that but when they are losing their jobs they often also lose their health insurance that's really a scary thought and how many people die that's just overwhelming like the numbers it's just um, so I have this friend in, in New York City and she's cooped up in an apartment so far she's safe but she tells me she, her window is overlooking this street where refrigerator trucks are lining up in front of a funeral home and that's just a horror, a horrific picture. One conversation that really brought home to me the dimensions of this um, pandemic was a phone call with my mother and she basically told me this. Um, she said, we are old, we are retired, we own our own house, so the pandemic doesn't really phase us that much. But we would have never wished that on you people, on the young ones, because you're in a very different situation. You still have to build your lives, you have houses to build, mortgages to pay, you have kids you want uh, to have a good education for, you have to put them through school, all of that. So this really brought home to me how big of a problem we might be facing, as if the fear of getting sick or dying or losing loved ones wasn't bad enough. We don't really know what 
the world will look like tomorrow or a few weeks from now or a few months, a few years. We don't even know when the pandemic will have run its course. We don't know what world we will wake up to or even when and what sort of resources will be left to us um, to live our lives really. So I don't, I don't have a good answer to any of those challenges. But what I'm doing when I'm feeling overwhelmed is uh, to try to focus on the here and now, um, to focus on the moment and yeah, to appreciate what we have right now. I don't know if that's helping, but yeah, live life in the moment. I'm really interested in this psychological uh, concept of flow. It's the kind of activity where you get into it and you just sort of are in it and time flows differently. And when you're in flow, you relate to time in a really different way and you're just totally enthralled by and immersed in what you're doing. One of the things I've been doing that's captured this sense of flow has been I'm untangling a string of paper cranes that was thrown in a box after our wedding, we had these long strings of paper cranes and some of them just got kind of mushed together and the strings have knotted into these just chaotic, complex, horrible, <laughs> like uh, gnarled <laughs> clumps of string. And for the past few weeks, I've been working on this one clump and just getting into the flow of twisting these cranes, pulling them apart, trying to get them unknotted, untangled slowly, delicately pinching them. And that has been, I guess, one way of sort of escaping through really concentrating deeply. I'm married. The pandemic has affected everything, including our marriage relationship and how we relate to ourselves and each other. But also, I'm not on these dating apps. I'm not trying to navigate a relationship in which I'm not quarantined with the person, either through distance or, or um, a relationship in which we're not living together. You know, I have a, a friend at work who is telling me what it's like to be on these dating apps right now. And <laughs> I feel really grateful to not have to try to navigate what that would be like right now. And, you know, I think the internal challenges are just finding ways to mark certain time together as sacred, as special, as set apart. And what that looks like in a marriage relationship normally, but, but maybe is heightened to some degree. Maybe is heightened because of the intense pressure that we're all under and the amount of time that we spend at home, that we spend together. So I'm in the really lucky situation that I am married to my husband and we live in the same location. And I'm increasingly grateful for this little fact, married with the right papers in the same location. And I should probably explain um, why this is the case. So my husband and I have different nationalities. I'm a German citizen and he's a Swiss citizen. And so far, we've always taken open borders for granted. Uh, especially here in Europe, there were no tangible borders. Um, there's no border control. A lot of people in border regions um, just walk across the border on a daily basis um, or drive across the border. People commute to work from one state to the other. 
um, and you know friendships, family ties, even romantic relationships. You know they don't stop at the border. That really has changed uh, in the course of this pandemic. Uh, suddenly, every state focuses on itself, and the borders have become much more concrete. Um, so that's uh, for us. That's really a scary thought, and just you know there there is this fence along the border between um, Germany and, and Switzerland and when the states closed their borders because of the pandemic lovers would meet at this fence and just to see each other and but also to kiss each other yeah and so now there's a second fence and it has this purposeful one meter fifty separation from the first fence to prevent people from touching each other. And I know that it's in order to keep the virus from spreading. And while you know I understand that logically and rationally, this is also my worst or one of my worst nightmares uh, to be separated because we apparently don't belong to each other, but to different nationalities. Yeah. So yeah, in that situation, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful that we we have all the right papers. We continue living together as a family, uh, and yeah, I I won't lie, we don't um, always get along. We get on each other's nerves. It's hard to pr appreciate each other when we are locked in together for days but bottom line yeah we are grateful to be together uh, in this time last week there was this period of time which we call here in germany ice heilige so it would translate into something like ice saints and this is a phenomenon of cold weather that regularly occurs uh, during this period where the Roman Catholic holidays happen, they are celebrating these um, five saints in a row. But what's interesting about this is that uh, there's this old farmer's wisdom that says that during these particular holidays, uh, the weather turns cold one last time before giving way to summer. And it was really fascinating to see that, you know, despite climate change and all, this rule still held true this year. So last week we had a very cold week with temperatures around freezing during the night. But then on Saturday the weather changed and it's looking to be nice and warm from now on. I love the rain. I think there's something kind of like lightweight, depressive about the rain, you know, it's saddening, it's dampening, but I always, ever since I was a kid, I've loved the rain. You know, I would watch the rainstorms, the thunderstorms with my mother and rain has always brought this, just this, this sense of comfort and being drenched in the spiritual and then also solidarity you know I, I before covid it would rain and there would be some part of me that was just so deeply satisfied because we were all sheltering if we could we were all inside if we could be or outside trying to not be in the rain and it was like just this uniting experience that everyone was enduring 
just being pouring out and everyone knowing it and everyone being a little grumpy about it. That makes me feel a little bit better about feeling bad. All Alone is created and hosted by me, Morgan Lee. It's produced by Sarah Cameron, Nick Thompson, Richard Clark, and myself. All Alone is a useful group podcast. For more information or to join, please send us an email at coronavirusdiaries at gmail.com. To stay updated on this project, follow us on social media. We're at All Alone Pod on Instagram and Twitter. This is an area code podcast.